0: Welcome to this week's edition of An Hour of Your Life. My name is Kim.
1: Hang on. And my name is Steve. (laughs) And that is the sound of... Brood X. Of Brood X, the cicada. Yeah. Before we jump
0: into our show, though, we got some stuff to take care of, yeah?
1: Yeah. uh, We have a new follower this week. BJ BJ BJ, we would like to welcome BJ BJ, we would like to welcome you to an hour of your life. Thank you for following. And you have some homework, just like we tell everybody. Absolutely. You've got to go out and tell five friends. No, we're gonna double it up. Oh yeah, we're gonna ask you to go out and tell ten friends about an hour of your life. Wow,
0: why is BJ BJ getting so many so much pressure?
1: Just because.
0: Oh, you know why, I think, um, and I would like to say thank you because we are very, very close to our 10,000th download, which is very, very kind of, a, I mean, we're not big and famous. We're not like Joe Rogan or anything, but that's big for us. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep. Um, I also would like to congratulate our buddies, Cricket Cricket Bows. Um, of course, we've had Chad on the air before. We've mentioned Erica a few times.
1: Chad has been on the air twice with us.
0: <laughs> yep. So Cricket Bows has a new release as of April 20th. You can find it wherever streaming things are. It's called Raised on Rock and Roll. And one of their songs has actually been chosen to be in an upcoming major motion picture. So that's fun.
1: Yeah. So we're excited.
0: Yep. So congratulations to those guys.
1: Really, congratulations. That that is a big deal. That is a
0: very big (laughs) deal. So you know what? That deserves an applause button.
1: Yes, it does. (laughs) And that's for the cricket bowls.
0: Absolutely. Great job, guys. Super proud of all of you.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this we hope it is. It's going to be a very timely episode because something is about to happen. Here in our little neck of the woods. Yeah. So those sounds that you were listening to was the sound of the cicada.
0: Yeah, it actually sounded. Uh, you know, you played the the recording for me earlier, and it sounded a little bit different this time. Like listening to it over the music, it. I didn't realize how. Uh, I don't like techie. It sounds, you know what I mean? Like it, it almost sounded like a glitch in the matrix.
1: Well, that was an individual, but we'll talk ah, about that when you get, okay. when you get millions per acre doing that <laughs> so and we'll, we'll talk about that. But anyway, that was the sound of a cicada in what we call brood X or more commonly known as the 17 year cicada. Now, a lot of people actually call them the 17 year locust, but The cicada is not a locust. They are not the same creature. Hmm. Locusts are actually short-horned grasshoppers that swarm. Cicadas are a totally different insect. Many people think cicadas swarm, but they don't. They just all happen to be above ground at the same time. So that leads people to believe that they swarm when, in fact, they don't swarm.
0: Okay, so I'm going to put on my linguistics hat here. And I'm I I don't know the answer. I'm sure you don't know the answer. Um, the difference between like a gathering and a swarm. Like I guess I guess from an entomologist standpoint, okay. a swarm is when they intentionally stay together. Think
1: like in the fall when you see I almost said a herd of birds, when you see a flock <laughs> of birds and they're all flying, think yeah. of that as a swarm. Or like, you know, if we think of like biblical terms, the swarm, swarm of, of locust- locusts comes in and devastate the crops okay cicadas don't get up and fly in mass anywhere
0: so so that is so you're saying that a swarm is more intentional than what the cicadas are doing they're not intentionally all coming together like oh no 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 flock of birds no they are locusts they
1: very intentionally come up and do what they do but they just don't not
0: together and we'll talk about that a little bit too we got this guy bob Uh, that we're going to mention
1: well i I know it's a, it's a tricky one. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like it's a, it's a whole bunch of cicadas, but they
1: don't fly away in flying packs together. Do
0: they fly? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. I know that, um, when I was a kid, you, we used to look for cicada, the like little cicada shells on trees and stuff. That's what they are, right? Is the, the little Brown hollowed out shells. That's what, that's what they are. Yeah. Um, and so I, I honestly did not realize that locusts and cicadas were different. And Y'all are about to learn more about the cicada than you ever wanted to know, um, but but that's all right. So unless you're an entomologist or, you know, bugs and cicadas happen to be your hobby. If you are an entomologist or you are a uh, an entomologist who specializes in cicadas, we would love to hear from you. Don't
1: be hating here tonight. We did the best we could. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's not super exciting. I think it's kind of interesting. It's cool. It is. It is pretty cool, especially because this only happens once every 17 years. So for some people, this is the first time in their lifetime that, uh, you know, that they, or, or the first time in memory, if you're, you know, possibly old enough, but still young enough, like in your early twenties to not remember the last time they were here. So it's, it's kind of a cool thing. Oh Um, yeah. So starting uh sometime this month or next so April May 2021 if you live in the mid-atlantic region billions with a b, b- wait, yeah,
1: billions
0: of cicadas will emerge after 17 years underground um in a dozen US states from New York West Illinois, and south into northern Georgia, including hotspots like us, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. They're ready now. They are, it is, what day is it, April 25th? They're ready now.
1: Maybe if we hadn't gotten that snow last week, (laughs) they would have been out. Yeah. Have Um, you heard any yet? I I have not. I have
0: not. I have not. And that's what they're waiting for, is for the ground to become about 64 degrees, um the and and so I don't know we're going to talk a little bit later about how they get underground um but I don't I guess they will probably leave big old holes when they come up out of the ground too. Um so I guess we'll get into that a little bit later but
1: That's one way to aerate your yard your yard. Right? Yeah. It's a
0: lot less stinky than what people usually do with the mulch and the poop and all of that stuff. Anyway um, the group of cicadas that we are expecting any moment now is known as Brood X, which sounds super cool. Like they have like rad superpowers or something. Um, in actuality, it's just X as in like the Roman numeral 10. So it's not, it's not exciting as it sounds. Like they're not going to have little cicada body suits or anything. Um, and Brood X is among the geographically largest of all 17-year periodical cicadas. And what is a periodical cicada, you may ask? Well, we'll tell you in just a little bit. When exactly will the brood X cicadas emerge? That is going to vary by location. I would expect probably that they will start further south and then, you know, eventually they'll, as, because it's warmer down there. It's kind
1: of like the tree leaves.
0: yeah. So, uh, and so once, you know, Georgia starts getting their cicadas, then we can kind of get ready because they're coming. Um, but they're not going to swarm up here. Like Steve said, we're just, it just is warmer just, down there you they They're first. just going to emerge. Yeah. Uh, so for about four to six weeks after the cicadas emerge, woods and neighborhoods will ring with that lovely buzzing mating call that you heard at the beginning of the show. After the cicadas mate, each female will lay hundreds of eggs in thin tree branches. Now remember, we said there are billions of cicadas,
1: not millions, billions. billions.
0: And each cicada lay each female cicada lays hundreds of eggs, so that's a lot of bugs. Then after she lays her eggs, the adult cicadas will die. Mm. It's kind of sad if you think about it.
1: Like It's the cycle of life.
0: They don't actually get to do anything. They they are born, they grow up underground, they mate, they die, that's it.
1: It's the cycle of life. <laughs> <It's> boring.
0: Uh, <laughs> when the eggs hatch, new cicada nymphs will fall from the trees and burrow back underground, starting the 17 year cycle again. So even though it's kind of a, a boring life, I would not want to be a cicada. It sounds horrible, but it is kind of an amazing cycle. You know, they're.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. They, I mean, it's they, part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm kind of joking when I say it's the cycle of life, but it is. It's just nature. I bet working. you were going to have
0: some fat birds around that time of year.
1: Well, probably.
0: <laughs> so, like we said, Brood X isn't out yet, but we know that it is about to happen. Yeah. So now, we're expecting it.
1: We could describe what the cicada looks like, but the easiest way is just to go to our website. Kim, what's the website?
0: An hour of your life.com
1: and we will post a picture of a cicada cuz yeah. i don't think i could describe this creature um, in good enough detail
0: let me let me take a crack at it i actually i've never seen a... I, yeah i guess i have seen a live cicada cuz i was alive for the last one they're uh like these long thank goodness <laughs> they're these long bugs with long wings and then they so
1: there's more to their wings than that they have double wings
0: they oh I'm yep. failing already. And yep. then.
1: Let's just leave it to the picture.
0: They shrivel up and die.
1: Yeah. Let's just leave it to the picture. <laughs> That's why we'll post a picture. Yes.
0: I'll there. also put it on our Instagram.
1: So. Yeah. Brood 13 is also a 17-year cycle cicadia, and they also will emerge this year, but in a different location in the country, and their brood is not as large.
0: Nor do they sound as cool. Yeah. I,
1: I, I think they're pretty much the same cicadas.
0: No, no, no. I mean, brood X sounds oh, really cool. Okay, brood yeah. 13 doesn't yeah. sound... Uh,
1: now, whatever. if you're worried about this, the cicadas will not hurt you. Correct. They don't sting. They're not venomous. Just it's annoying. Cicada, cicadas do get a bad rap because they remind people of the biblical biblical plagues of locusts, you know, when like the locusts came down and invaded Egypt and places like that. Mm-hmm. And they would just decimate and eat entire crop fields. But the cicadas that are about to emerge this spring in the United States are harmless to humans, and they won't wipe out your fields, and they won't wipe out the gardens. There's about 3,000 to 4,000 different species of cicadas around the world, but the 13- and 17-year periodical cicadas are unique to eastern North America. There are about 17 different broods that are going to pop up in the United States, However, two broods haven't been seen in a while now. We don't know what happened to them, but so let's say there are 15 broods that are going to pop up in the United States.
0: This fact is really interesting to me because um, nobody really knows what happened to those other two broods. So it makes me wonder, like, how do they, I mean, I'm I'm sure they do know because they're making a big deal of it, but... How do we know that brood X is going to come up? How do we know that they're not just going to like, they all were ready to come up and then it because, got cold and they died.
1: Because we're not entomologists yeah, and we don't know these things. That's we true. only know what <laughs> That's, we read. That
0: is very true. But there,
1: there are experts and we're going to talk about an excerpt, expert <sighs> who knows all about these things. I wish we would have thought about this in time. 'Cause I would love to have him on the show. I bet he's he would close. Have come he's to he's close. Nearby, yeah. yeah, he's nearby. He's down in Cincinnati. Yeah.
0: I've, I every week I feel like I really want to be an expert on this thing. We are just dangerous enough to know just enough to get us in trouble and not enough to be an expert on anything. We
1: just hope to pique your interest so that you'll go out and do a little bit more research. Do your research and that's- educate
0: yourselves. That's why that's why that's our motto, is because we're just the uh w- I don't know, we're just kind of the teaser for...
1: Yeah, well, like I said, there's worldwide, there are about 30 different broods, but some may have started emerging at the same time, and some are believed to be extinct right now. (laughs) Um, There are maps and there are tables that you can see, and if you just Google it, and you can track and you can see when and where the different broods will pop up, and it's literally like an Excel spreadsheet. It'll say brood brood 15 and it'll give the location it'll give the time it'll give the last year the last time they emerge like i said oh that's interesting yeah not all of them are 17 and when when it got into the different broods it really got confusing i'm trying to
0: want to see when because
1: you would think brood x would be brood 10 but it's not i mean you would think brood x would be on a 10 year cycle but it's not it's just the way that they was the
0: 10th b- one that they discovered, maybe uh, or something. I, I, it,
1: I nothing I, I saw really went into that.
0: Interesting. I would love to track that down and see, um, 17 years ago, like the date that they emerged in this area. I'm sure you can find that somewhere, oh, yeah, probably yeah, it's, it's relatively there, easily. Yeah. Um, and then see, you know, this year are they coming out later or earlier? And I'm sure there are people that are the climate change people probably are using that, um, as an indication. All kinds of yeah. people are probably I mean, we, this. we
1: could have gotten into it, but we only have an hour. And yeah, like and I said, it's
0: there's a lot that, that's
1: going to do a lot more detail than I really need to go. Cause like I said, when we start talking about the different broods, it really got complicated and you would need tables and stuff to show it. And we I don't, don't think do I could do that. I don't think I could speak that well enough to make it understood. I don't Just like graphs. Google it and go, go look up a graph. Plus, this episode is about Brood X.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: So after 17 years underground, sucking sap from tree roots, the cicadas will surface in mass. They're all going to come out within probably days of each other.. They're, now they're going to leave dime sized holes. that's about two centimeters, and they'll be everywhere on the ground when they start emer- when the emerging nymphs start to crawl up towards daylight. Now, there can be as many as one point. Listen to this. 1.5 million cicadas per acre.
0: Oh my gosh! In
1: some areas of the eastern United States.
0: Holy cow! I went, but they feed on tree roots. Yeah, well, So we probably.
1: The sap. They they feed on sap. Don't, we
0: don't we don't have any trees in our. I mean, we didn't have any tree. Well, but our.
1: Hmm. There are trees oh. all over.
0: There are trees all over, but our yard is primarily, and our land has primarily, I think, been farmland, so maybe I am we willing, won't have a lot in I'm our yard. I'm willing
1: to bet right now we are going to see cicadas.
0: Oh, we definitely will, okay. but I'm just saying there probably won't be a lot in our yard, on our little, in our little acre. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Once above ground, the cicadas announced their arrival rather loudly- the main aggravation cicadas inflict on the rest of us is that loud buzzing mating call. The males head toward the tops of trees and they let out a loud whirring noise that can fill the did air.
1: That, did that turn you on?
0: No, but I'm not a lady cicada, so, you know, whatever. Uh, to each her own, I guess. That that noise can fill the air at up to 80 to 100 decibels. Now, for... Um,
1: you know, kind of for How scale about some reference here.
0: Yeah. That's equal to the intensity of a lawnmower or a motorcycle. Now, is that per cicada? Do you think, or is that? Yes. Holy cow. So imagine, um, you know, hundreds of motorcycles all yes. at once. Whew. Yes. In comparison, the noise during a typical plane journey can vary significantly, but takeoff and landing are the loudest moments when the noise levels inside the cabin can reach 105 decibels.
1: So that's about equivalent of if you're riding one, in an airplane. One. Now, that is not from cicada. 100 yards away. That is measured within like a foot mm. of the cicada.
0: They're loud. They're loud, is what we're trying to say. They're think.
1: very, very, they can damage your hearing.
0: Yeah. Now, during the last emergence of the brood X cicadas in 2004, The PGA's Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio, which is... Over in Columbus. In Columbus, just a little bit east of us, um, was disturbed by the nonstop buzzing of cicadas. They made a very noisy backdrop to the television coverage of the tournament. And I actually, I didn't watch, I I don't watch golf, but I do remember like seeing little snippets and stuff on TV and the announcers like having to kind of apologize that, hey, there's not really a lot we can do about this. It's just... It's there. The way it is.
1: It's there. It's a deal. Yeah. Yep. Remember the soccer tournament we went to when Sarah was playing soccer down in Cincinnati back I in 2004? the last time oh, they were it's out. Awful. The cicadas were everywhere. I don't know how the kids were able to play soccer because there were so many of them.
0: I actually did I I was actually kind of surprised that they still have the tournament because they were all over the field.
1: Yeah, I mean they were so thick, and you know the kids are having to yell and back and forth yeah. and I'm pretty sure some of those kids accidentally ate some cicadas. Ugh. I remember I remember us talking and like one flew in my mouth. I don't remember
0: that, but well, it was probably so traumatizing that I blocked it out from my memory. Yeah,
1: I remember that one well.
0: Oof. So there you go. That's for the month that the cicadas are around. I'll be a lot quieter because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk outside. Have the- <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Now, the main damage that cicadas inflict on the landscape comes when the female cicadas drill holes into slender tree branches where they then lay their eggs. To protect the younger or more vulnerable trees, you can just cover them with netting to keep the cicadas away. Maybe They're,
1: we should do that with that tree in our front yard. Uh,
0: yeah. Um so if you have young saplings or whatever, just drop a net over them. The cicadas don't care enough to to like chew through the net. You'll be I'm, fine.
1: I'm going to go buy a net and I'm going to do that. And then the neighbor's going to go, Steve, what are you doing? I'll say, you need to listen to this week's episode of an (laughs) hour of your life.
0: There you go. BJ, BJ, Steve just found your 10 listeners for you. Now, um, female cicadas usually lay their eggs in woody plant tissues that drop from the plant when or shortly after the eggs hatch. Newly hatched nymphs are about the size of a grain of rice. Um, so think like a maggot is kind of what they look like, honestly. Um, they will then burrow into the ground, beginning their seventeen years of subterranean life where they suck the juices from the roots of perennial plants, so trees and maybe some flowers and stuff too. I don't know. Um, then the, the nymphs drink sap of uh, oak, cypress, willow, ash, and maple trees. Which those are their favorites. Those are their I, I mean, I like maple syrup, so I can imagine. Uh, they usually undergo five molts during the several years required to reach maturity. And the parents stay above ground and they end their life stage. The carcasses or shells piling up under trees and on the grass will return the nutrients to the soil that will feed the trees and eventually their children who dine off the sap of the tree roots. So indirectly they eat their parents.
1: It's kind of like the Lion King. Remember, like I've been saying, the cycle of life here.
0: I don't remember Simba eating Mufasa, but okay. No,
1: but they talked about the cycle. They 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 did. did. They did. Okay. I think that's when they were chasing Pumbaa. Okay. Oh, anyway.
0: (laughs) Although not ordinarily considered a pest, if the females are numerous enough, they may damage young saplings during their egg laying um, because that's also what they eat. The the adult cicadas eat uh, trees. So they're not going to hurt crops and they don't eat. Like an individual cicada is not gonna eat much, but when you've got billions of them, well, it's probably a good idea to cover your young trees yeah. so that they don't because they, they, like they will the, kill them because
1: they like the thin branches. Yeah, they okay. will.
0: They will kill the younger trees. Now we're so. gonna
1: use the the scientific term of emergence here. Ooh. So the whole cycle of emergence, predation, mating, birth, and death will take place over the course of about six weeks before. Everything again returns back to the way it was before they got here, basically the way it is out there right now, to wait for the next emergence, which will be in 2038. That's so if you like miss so it this year.
0: From now. If
1: you miss it this year, you gotta wait till 2038 to see these things again.
0: I don't think you're gonna miss it. But if you if no, you live no. in the Midwest, you're not gonna miss it.
1: But you're gonna find their shells stuck to trees for years. Remember the tree? In our old house, uh-huh. remember it was years later. We would we would go out there oh, and yeah. we would still see those c- cicada shells where yeah. they would just like grab hold of the the tree, oh yeah, and hang on to it. Yeah, yep. So let's have a flashback to high school biology and the classification classification of species class. Is this Ever, the everyone part of the show
0: that? where we apologize for our pronunciation?
1: Yes, and <laughs> this is where it's going to get really. But I I felt we needed to include this. Yeah,
0: it might get a little dry, but we'll try and make it as interesting as possible. But it's short. Yep. yep.
1: Cicada, cicadas belong to the order of Hempi, Hemiptera.
0: Hemiptera.
1: Hemiptera, Hemp, hemiptera <laughs> defined by <laughs> having two pairs of wings, prominent with compound eyes and three simple eyes.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: So let's keep going with our high school biology okay. class here. Okay. They are. They they belong to the suborder of Achanakarachia. <laughs> and that's pretty close. Is it? Achen or yeah. <laughs> Subfamily of cicada odia. Yes, Cicado, I, think I, Cicado
0: I think I got that right. Idea. Cicado idia. Okay. Maybe.
1: Cicado being of any group of sound-producing insects, which are the vast majority of cicadas. Now the Te family <laughs> of which there are only two different species uh there are five subfamilies of cicada the go ahead sales
0: <laughs> save me please okay there are five subfamilies of cicadae uh, which is the plural I guess of the f- cicada family there's uh, Darrow not
1: that easy is it?
0: it it's not that hard um. <laughs> tibicininae, tetagomyinae, Cicadatinae, and cicadinae.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank, think. Thank you, Kim. I Because <laughs> I, I couldn't think. have done that. I hope that satisfies our science geek.
0: And Latin majors. Go-
1: Google it up, and you can read it for yourself <laughs> and yeah, try to pronounce it. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Okay, so cicadas are medium to large size, uh, ranging from two to five centimeter, centimeters. So that's for like, to about two inches long so they're they're pretty good size one to two inches yeah yeah so if you're not prepared for it it's not like your common house fly flying around male cicadas produce loud noises by vibrating membranes or timbles near the base of their abdomen most north american cicadas produce rhythmical ticks and buzzes or whines although in some species the song is musical so think back to the beginning of the episode here and that's Well, I mean, that was actual recordings of cicadas.
0: I don't know that I would call that musical. Well,
1: some species, not... Not Brudex, not Not ours. Of the 3,000 to 4,000 known species of cicadas that we mentioned earlier, with the exception of two species of hairy cicadas found only in southeastern Australia. Of course. Hey, Neil, have you seen any of these? Of course, of course they have hairy cicadas in Australia. Neil lives in northeast Australia. But maybe he's been down there, and they're also in Tasmania. Cicadas, cicadas belong to the family.
0: Cicada day.
1: Cicada day, and are tropical and occur in deserts, grasslands, and forest.
0: Which is kind of weird because we're definitely. I mean, I don't think of grasslands and forests as tropical, but. I mean, forest, yes, maybe, but grass, grass, I guess grasslands could be tropical. Anyway, there are three types of cicada life cycles. One is annual. Those are the cicada species that emerge every year. For example, swamp cicadas um, that come every year in the United States and green grocers, which emerge every year in Australia. Periodical, which is the cicadas that we're looking for this year, um, we are obviously calling them brood X, and only periodical cicadas are organized by Roman numeral broods. Cicada species with periodical life cycles emerge together after long periods of time. Now, proto-periodical cicada species might emerge every year, but every so many years, they emerge together in large numbers, like uh, certain oak. Okanag, oh gosh. Okanagana. Okanagana, thank you. Depending on factors like proximity to other species and rainfall accumulations. Um, Now, our brood X is among the most fascinating and best known of the 17-year cicadas um, because it is the largest of the periodical broods. Now, like we said at the beginning of this episode, the 17-year cicada is referred to as the 17-year locus by, uh, by a lot of people. But now we know better. We we if you didn't know better now you know they're not locusts they're okay. cicadas. There are also thirteen-year cicadas that are assigned other brute numbers. Scientists don't know the precise reasons behind the cicada schedules or why both kinds of periodical cicadas have prime-numbered lifespans, which I thought was really interesting. But there See, are there's
1: some even something for mathematicians here.
0: Absolutely, there are some theories. Um, the life long life cycles might have developed as a response to predators. Like the cicada killer wasp.
1: Ooh, like I know, m- right? Murder Hornets.
0: Um, which side note, if you happen to have Discovery Plus, there is a really good documentary about murder hornets on that particular streaming platform. We I, watched it. I can't recommend it enough. It's really interesting. Anyway, um also Pragmantis eats cicadas. Uh, an alternate hypothesis is that these long life cycles evolved during the ice ages, so as to overcome cold spells, and that as species co-emerged and hybridized, they left distinct species that did not hybridize, having periods matching prime numbers. So, all kinds of
1: there you go guesses out there. I mean, it, it isn't it amazing though when you get into this how complicated and how technical and People, you know, they devote their lives to study and I to have, understand this.
0: I've never met an entomologist, and this makes me really want to meet one, because I have in my mind a stereotype of an entomologist, and I just want to know if that is
1: like the accurate. professor on Gilligan's Island. No. Okay.
0: No, maybe slightly, slightly nerdier, but also more excitable. So, if you're an entomologist, let me know if that fits. Um, Males have three distinct sound responses. A congregational song. It's like they're in church. That is regulated by daily weather fluctuations and by songs produced by other males. They have a courtship song, usually produced prior to copulation, and a disturbance squawk produced by individuals who are captured, held, or disturbed into flight. Hmm. So... So, okay, so then. they're very distinct. So um, this also makes me want to go bother a male cicada and see if I can figure out the, th- like here, the three different.
1: They only live for like six weeks. Let them be.
0: It's just one. It's, and they're going to die anyway. What do they care?
1: You don't know what they care. <laughs> they probably okay, don't so care. They're so bugs. Brutic bro- bro- <laughs> cicadas only occur in the eastern United States. They don't occur anywhere else in the world. That show doesn't kick off until the ground, ground warms up to about 64 degrees, like Kim said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so here any day now, literally any day now, we're going to see broodex emerge from the earth and start to do their thing.
0: I'm actually a little surprised that they haven't come out yet.
1: Well, the, the ground, it's been cold. It has, yeah. Yes. So a few individuals will probably come out in mid to late April. So that's like right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, so those... These okay. guys make these me so guys, sad. These guys are sometimes called lonesome bobs. Oh. And they're going to call and call and call, but with no luck.
0: Lo- <laughs> oh, true- don't shoot your shot yet, Bob. Just Stay down for a few more weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah. The true large-scale emergence might only happen in the first or second week of May, depending on location. Scientists uh, differ about the precise range of Brood ex cicadas, but entomologist Gene Kritsky, who is the Dean of Behavioral and Natural Science at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati, which is only about an hour away from here, Mm -hmm. he has been called the unofficial dean of Brood ex cicadas. So this man knows about cicadas. Mm -hmm. Um, He said he expects to see them in 14 different states plus the District of Columbia.
0: Oh, gosh. Could you imagine living in D.C.?
1: Yeah, all the noise. Ugh. So emerging in mass, though, helps the bugs survive predate, uh, predation and the, helps them mate successfully as birds and small mammals can only pick off and eat so many <laughs> cicadas at once. Like I
0: said, we got so, fat birds when it, coming. When,
1: when it comes to um, such reproduction st- strategies, this year's cicadas have a lot in common with other broods. So what sets Brood X apart from the other cicada e- emergences however, is proximity to such large metropolitan areas. So, you know, we're talking about the East Coast, Eastern yeah. United States. So they're, they're, they're inner cities, they're all over the place.
0: Well, and places too that have, I mean, it, it's been 17 years since they were last out. Like there are some cities, Dayton, I would even say, have gr- that have grown and started to flourish where maybe they weren't 17 years ago as big as they are now. Um so that'll be really interesting too. Some yeah. some areas that were more rural or or barely urban, um I think you know 17 years can cause a lot of development.
1: Yeah. So about 35 million Americans are going to have the opportunity opportunity to interact with Brudex, said uh, that's Fritzky. Such,
0: that's such a nice way of putting it. Yeah.
1: Um, noting they will likely be spotted in Philadelphia, Washington D.C., Baltimore, Cincinnati and Indianapolis. In the past, brood ex cicadas have even emerged in New York City's Central Park. Oof. Early signs of cicadas include finger sized holes in the ground near the base of trees. So that's what I was saying is like that aeration. You know, when people aerate their yards mm-hmm. and it has those machines that punch yep. the holes. Okay, that's what it's going to look like underneath the trees out there. You might also spot a uh, chimney like tunnel poking out of the soil. You know, and it seems like I remember that.
0: From I don't seventeen years that part ago? Yeah,
1: but it, it I mean it's just back there in the back of my yeah. brain. So that basically is your Brood X seventeen year cicada.
0: Now, how long how loud are cicadas? Well, the world's loudest cicada is the brevisana brevis a cicada found in Africa that reaches 106.7 decibels when recorded at a distance of 50 centimeters, which is around 20 inches. Okay,
1: so that, that's equivalent to what it sounds like in the jet airplane when it takes off.
0: Now, that's according to researcher John Petty. The Megatibusen t- <laughs> me- <laughs> mega pronotalis Walkerry,
1: formerly known as the Tibison wal Oh,
0: these are such mouthfuls. Y'all entomologists need to find easier names for these things
1: blue cicada, the, red cicada.
0: The Mega Tibison is the loudest cicada in North America and can achieve 105.9 decibels measured at 50 centimeters. So, not quite as loud as the Brevisana, but, but still pretty loud. This is one, yeah. So Put a bunch put, of them together. Put that Whew. million
1: or so per acre. It's loud.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to shout to be heard over, yeah, over yeah, top yeah. of them. Um, now, that said, the Australian species of cicada, like the double drummer, are said to approach 120, which is deafening decibels at close range. So you literally can go deaf from, of course, Australia cicadas because everything is scarier in Australia. Y'all got some weird creatures down there. (laughs) You do. Um, The earliest known fossil cicada appeared in the upper Permian period, which is about 300 million years ago. And while common folklore indicates that adults don't eat, they actually do drink plant sap using their sucking mouth parts, which just kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. They have the usual insect modes of moving about, um, like walking and flying. However, they don't walk or run very well. Mm. Um, they're kind of top heavy, it seems like. Their no. wings are kind of big and their their shell thing seems like it would be kind of heavy. So it probably slows them down a lot. If they have to go more than a few centimeters, they'll fly. Um, there are natural predators of the cicada. They're commonly eaten by birds, sometimes by squirrels, as well as bats, wasps, mantises, spiders, and robber flies, which is something I've never heard of but sounds not very nice. In times of mass emergence of cicadas, various amphibians, fish, reptiles, mammals, and birds will change their foraging habits so as to benefit from the glut. So again, like you said, uh, it's it's just a lot of, um, it's good for everybody that these cicadas are um, except maybe humans, but every all of the natural world, uh, this is a time of celebration and happy times because uh, we're going to eat good. Newly hatched nymphs... Now we're
1: going to talk about eating cicadas in a bit.
0: <laughs> Newly hatched nymphs may be eaten by ants and nymphs living underground are preyed upon by burrowing mammals such as moles. Annual cicada specifically attacks the adults of periodical cicadas and several fungal diseases infect and kill adult cicadas. This is where it gets weird while other fungus attach, attacks the nymphs. Yeah, I yeah. So now the fungus spores remain dormant in the soil between outbreaks, but um, fungus is also capable of dosing cicadas with psilocybin, which is the psychedelic drug found in magic mushrooms. So some of these cicadas are gonna come out tripping like crazy. Uh, as well as cathinone, which is an alkaloid similar to various amphetamines.
1: Yeah, but they're going to be buzzing all over the place.
0: Ooh, are they ever. These chemicals actually alter the behavior of the cicadas. They can drive males to copulate even with other males. So cicadas are not normally, I guess, homosexual for lack of a better term. But when you give them... Uh, psilocybin and and magic magic mushrooms and amphetamines when they they're dosing right now as we speak so there's going to be a mass cicada love fest
1: cicadas use a variety of strategies to evade predators large cicadas can fly rapidly to escape if they're disturbed so i guess that could be come close to swarming but not really that's different yeah many are extremely well camouflaged to evade predators such as birds that hump by sight. Their coloring is similar to tree bark. <laughs> so I went out and bought a pair oh, of Crocs. And I knew
0: they would make their way went, to the show. I went to
1: Cabello's to get them. And they're mossy oak. So a cicada <laughs> could hide on my Crocs right now. And see, you would there never you see it.
0: There you go. And he's he keeps saying that he's going to wear them everywhere. And I am a hardcore anti-Croc in public. If you are one of those people that wears Crocs in public, fine. Good for you. I think that Crocs belong either on a medical professional at work or in the home, and that's
1: it. Anyway... it's
0: where I plant my, plant my stand.
1: Their coloring is similar to tree bark, and uh, that, which gives them uh, disruptive patterns to break up their outlines. Just like a soldier's camouflage is designed to do, their outline is broken up by their partly transparent wings, which are held over the body and then pressed close to substrate. So it, it just... It breaks up their outline. Yeah. It, it makes it hard for the birds to see. Some cicada species play dead when they're threatened. Like kind possums. of like a possum. Or yeah. those goats.
0: Oh, the fainting goats. The fainting goats. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Brood X will make use of their uh, predator's satiation. Simply, they will all emerge at once, and there are just so many of them out there that the predators can't even begin to eat them all.
0: I feel like this is when pelicans would be like at their at their most pelican-like, because basically they just have a shovel for a mouth. So if you are a pelican-like bird where you can just kind of skim along and scoop up as many as you want. Just fly
1: with your mouth open. Yeah,
0: you're living the life, but I don't think they get down that far.
1: So just like we said, the the predators get their fill and the remaining cicadas can breed in peace. I mean, they're just... So many of them. Billions. Billions that the predators yeah. can't eat them all. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's plain and simple. It's
0: like when we need to bring back the vomitorium for these birds and squirrels. Yeah.
1: There's safety, <laughs> safety in numbers. With the long intervals of 13 or 17 years underground, the juveniles are probably the longest lived of all insect development development stages. When they start singing together, it's been believed that the loud noise will also repel predators. But observations of predators kind of dispute <laughs> this claim. But it's it's a theory that's out there.
0: I'll put up with a lot of noise for an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> so, the cicadas actually even made it into arts and literature. Uh, they've been featured in literature since the time of Homer's Iliad and as motifs in decorative art from the Chinese Shang dynasty. People,
1: people really, like... Look up to the... It, I do to say look up. It's pretty neat. But, like, yeah. I wouldn't
0: have thought of it, about this, but it kind yeah. of makes sense. Um, yeah, but the go Sheng, on how
1: much there is about this.
0: Yeah, the Shang dynasty was from 1766 to 1122 BC, so they've been around for a minute. They're described by Aristotle in his History of Animals and by Pliny the Elder in his Natural History... Their mechanism of sound production is mentioned by Hesiod in his poem, Works and Days, where he says, quote, when the scolimus flowers and the tuneful tedix setting on his tree in the weary summer season pours forth from under his wings his shrill song. In the classic 14th century novel, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Dao Chan took her name from the sable, tails, which is Dao, and jade decorations in the shape of cicadas, Chan, which adorn, adorned the habits of high-level officials. And in the Japanese novel, The Tale of Genji, when the title character poetically likens one of his many love interests to a cicada for the way she delicately sheds her robe, the way a cicada sheds its shell when molting. That's romantic, right? A cicada exuvia plays a small role in the mango Winter Cicada... Cicadas are a frequent subject of haiku where, depending on type, they can indicate spring, summer, or autumn. Sean Tan's illustrated book, Cicada, tells the story of a hardworking but underappreciated cicada working in an office. And Brandon Jacobs Jenkins' play, Appropriate, takes place on an Arkansas farm in summer and calls for the sounds of mating cicadas to underscore the entire show. I never want to see that. No offense. Brandon Jacobs Jenkins. Now, in music, cicadas are featured in the well-known protest song, Como la Cigara, which literally means like the cicada, written by Argentinian poet and composer Maria Elena Walsh. And in the song, the cicada is a symbol of survival and defiance against death, which makes sense. They're living underground for 17 years, um, and they emerge victorious. The song was famously recorded by Mercedes Sosa. I never
1: would have put that together but, I'm I, but I mean i do. can see
0: it yeah um the song was recorded by mercedes sosa among other latin american musicians and another well-known song la cigarra the cicada was written by Raimundo perez soto and it's sung in the mariachi tradition that romanticizes the insect as a creature that sings until it dies
1: i like mariachi music
0: i do too it's very cheerful the Brazilian artist Lenin, with his track Malvadeza from the album Chao, uh, creates a song built upon the sound of the cicada that can be heard along the track. And then in mythology and folklore, cicadas have been used as money. They've <laughs> been used in folk medicine.
1: I'd be gathering all of those I guys I know, up, right? Yeah. Can you
0: imagine? Like now's the time. We're getting getting rich right now. Uh, they've been used to forecast the weather. In China, they were used to provide song and they are also seen in folklore and myths around the world. In France, the cicada represents the folklore of Provence and the Mediterranean cities. Jean de La Fontaine began his collection of fables, Les Fables de La Fontaine, with the story La Cigale et la Fourmi," The Cicada and the Ant.
1: I would have just said The Cicada and the Ant.
0: (laughs) Well, but that's not what the title is. Based on one of Aesop's fables... that
1: was the translation.
0: (laughs) ...in it... The cicada spends the summer singing while the ant stores away food and finds herself without food when the winter turns bitter. The cicada does. There Uh, are a lot of
1: fables like that. Yeah,
0: the grasshopper in the end is usually what we think of. Um, The cicada symbolizes rebirth and immortality. The grasshopper is more
1: closer, is a locust. Correct. And cicadas are not locusts.
0: Jean de La Fontaine, bad, bad. Cicadas are not locusts nor grasshoppers. Um, in the Chinese essay, 36
1: 36
0: stratagems, the phrase to shed the golden cicada skin is the poetic name for using a decoy to fool enemies in the Chinese classic novel journey to the West written in the 16th century. The protagonist priest of Tang was named the golden cicada. In Japan, the cicada is associated with the summer season, and for many Japanese people, summer hasn't officially begun until the first songs of the cicada are heard. In the Homeric Hymn to Aphrodite, the goddess Aphrodite retells the legend of how Eos, the goddess of the dawn, requested Zeus to let her lover Tithonus live forever as an immortal. Zeus granted her request, but because Eos forgot to ask him to also make Tithonus ageless, he never died, but he did grow old and eventually he became so tiny and shriveled that he turned into the first cicada. The Greeks also used a cicada sitting on a harp as an emblem of music. And in the Philippine mythology, the goddess of dusk Sicilum, is said to be greeted by the sounds and appearance of cicadas wherever she appears.
1: How could one, Whew, that was how, a lot. That's a lot. But mm. what's amazing to me is how one little bug insect. Yeah, it's one little bug has, so for centuries, part, for centuries, millennia. Part, of, part of literature and Greek mythology, yeah. it's, it's kind of amazing. It really.
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. The tough little guys.
1: It's it's not just this bug that's going <laughs> to go out there and make a lot of noise every 17 years. People, what, what is it about this one little insect that make people so enthralled by it? And that, you know, they write, Music and poems and I, um, around the world.
0: I have a very different impression of cicadas than the ancient Greeks, I think. But, you know.
1: Well, cicadas were eaten in ancient Greece. Oh. In China, both adults. And more often, the uh, nymphs are eaten. So, I guess they did not like the crunchy. The <laughs> nymphs are a little bit Ooh. chewier or uh,
0: squishy. Moving on.
1: Cicadas are also eaten in Malaysia, Burma, North America, and Central Africa, as well as um, in Pakistan, especially around uh, Zairet. Female cicadas are prized for being meatier. Mm. Shells of cicadas are used in traditional Chinese medicines. Brood X is culturally important, and it's a particular delicacy to the Onondaga people, now, the Onondagas are uh, one of the five original tribes of the Iroquois tribes located in the, uh, the northeastern part of the United States. So, again, one might ask, are they harmful to humans? No. No, they are not. While cicadas do not bite or sting, in a true sense, they may occasionally mistake a person's arm for a plant limb and attempt to feed. Uh,
0: Ugh! <laughs> well,
1: there's going to be billions, so take a fly swatter with Ooh. you or a cicada swatter cicadas are not um, major agricultural pests but however in some outbreak years trees may be overwhelmed just by the sheer number of females laying their eggs in the shoots small trees may wilt and i'm going to cover our little tree out there with a net so the neighbors are wondering what's going on and larger trees may lose small branches Although, in general, the feeding activities of the nymphs do very little damage. During the year before an outbreak of uh, periodic cicadas, the large nymphs feed heavily and plant growth may suffer. Some species have turned from uh, wild grasses to sugarcane, which affects the crops adversely. In a few isolated cases, females have overfed on some cash crops, such as date palms, grape vines, citrus trees, asparagus, and cotton. Cicadas sometimes do cause damage to ornamental shrubs and trees, mainly in the form of scarring left on tree branches where the females have laid their eggs. Branches of young trees may die as a result. So, I mean, it happens, but it's not like that plague of locusts coming in. Yeah, so if you
0: have fancy trees, maybe cover Cover them up. up. Yep, Yep,
1: that's your warning right now. Cover up your your fancy trees. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Everything you ever wondered about the 17-year cicada or Brood X, as it is called by some.
0: Yeah. So everything you've ever wanted to know and more.
1: Who would have thought? Whew. I mean, that one little bug there's we see lot. every 17 years. I
0: there's mean, a what, lot. When I
1: say one little bug, those billions that we see every 17 yeah. years, there's so much more to it. Which, again, it's just Nature. It's and, and how amazing, pretty cool. Yeah. And how amazing nature is.
0: So, if you are a Latin scholar or an entomologist, go ahead, and write to us. Let us know how badly we butchered all that stuff. You can find us at a lost or on our website, an hour
1: where you will see a picture,
0: or on Instagram at an hour of dot or Facebook at an hour of your life, or on Twitter at a lost hour. Yeah. That's where you can find us.
1: So again, the PSA cover those small plants. If you Mm -hmm. put some saplings out, throw something over them. Yep, they'll be good in 17 years when they come back again. Yep, and you know, let's let's look at this as
0: it's an opportunity. It's
1: an opportunity. It's going to happen. Yeah, if you have
0: uh, little kids in your life, take them out.
1: Tell them about it. And and tell them why it's important and that. This is not something you see every year, and, right. and you know, make make a big deal out of it. Yeah, for the little ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm sure I look, they'll think it's cool.
1: Honestly, and you'll laugh at me, but I'm excited to see them.
0: I am a little bit. I'm really curious to see how um, our little granddaughters, who this is the first time that they've experienced it. Yeah,
1: because they're like. Yeah, five. the oldest. The oldest
0: one is twelve. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to see the and, little ones don't and, like and
1: Jameson's old
0: Jameson's too. So I think, he's
1: never seen him before. Yeah, I
0: think Nora and Jameson are going to love it. They're yeah. they're nature kids. Um I think our other granddaughters are maybe going to be afraid.
1: But I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they'll they're, be afraid. They're not bug people. I don't think they're going to be afraid. We'll see. Yeah, so big news, we're still not ready to announce it. We're waiting for uh, a few things. We're waiting I'm for a so, few We're waiting things. on like
0: one thing.
1: No, two things. Three okay. things. Three things. Okay. I got to make some music with it too.
0: Oh, yeah. So, so uh, but stay tuned probably this week, I think, this week we will release a trailer. A trailer. So, if you well, haven't- you're, you're
1: giving it away. I, I am. It's going to be a new podcast. We
0: are. We are doing a new show. I'm not going to go into detail about the new show, but, but we it, are going to do a new podcast.
1: But it's going to be focused heavily on Dayton and the Miami Valley.
0: Yes. Um, we have some great people joining us in our new adventure uh, I'm super excited about it so we will have a trailer sometime this next week probably toward the end of the don't,
1: week Don't promise anything we can't deliver
0: probably toward the end of next week um, yeah and, and we're, so... we're waiting on
1: things that are beyond our control
0: yes absolutely so I'm very excited if you are in the Dayton area and you want to find out more about the new show drop us a line. Um, I will be happy to kind of clue you in on a little bit of stuff.
1: As, yeah, as soon as we get some graphics and some photographs,
0: Oh yeah, it, it'll be up and ready. We're about to smack you in the face with this new show. Yeah. We're going big time with this one.
1: All right. Anything else, Kim?
0: I think that's it. You heard it here first. That's why we tucked it away at the end, because nobody's listening anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all the... Uh,
0: we scared them all off.
1: <laughs> By the time we got through all the scientific stuff, right, Yeah, and all the, uh, the art arts and literature. culture and yeah. literature You're of like, the cicada. Who are these people? But again, who would have ever believed? There you go. I I had I had no clue. Yeah. All right. Also,
0: I'm really curious. Um, do uh, our friends in Ireland? I know we got a, li- a lot of listeners in Ireland. Do you guys get cicadas out there?
1: No. Don't, they don't tell get her. Cicadas? Kim needs to go and do her ah, own research and educate herself. That's a form and Google of this and see what brood lives there. I would rather speak to there.
0: an Irishman or woman than entomology Google.
1: Do your own research <laughs> and educate yourself. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So nothing else.
0: No, I think that's it. Okay. So from our <laughs> studios
1: in Sugar Creek, Ohio.
0: Thanks for spending an hour of your life with us. Sources this week include EarthSky.org, Britannica, CNN, Cicadamania.com, HealthLink, Wikipedia, and Professor Jean Kriske, Dean of Behavioral and Natural Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati.